You're listening to Ask the Expert on Sprott Money News. Well, hi, everybody. It is another month of Ask the Expert segments at SprottMoney.com. This is something we do every month where we bring in an industry expert to give you that person's thoughts on the economy, on the metals, on the mining shares. And for the month of September, I, your host, am uh, happy to be joined by Joe Mazumdar. Joe uh, is the editor of the great website, explorationinsights.com. He took over that from Brent Cook five or six years ago and has continued on a tradition of excellence. Like that one, Joe? Yeah. Um like anyway, I, I I value Joe's friendship. And can, can I for, use that on the website? I yeah, put it right up there in that thing behind you where it says just put a tradition of excellence. Oh, um, fantastic! The checks in the mail there, Craig. Got it. Thank you, uh, Joe and and Brent have been friends for years. And what I always tell people at my uh, TF Metals Report site, you know, you're flying blind if you're digging through you know, assay results, you know, and drill results and all these kind of things. Uh, the most expert commentary you can get, objective, independent uh, analysis you can get is always very helpful. So, uh, Joe, thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it. And, and before we get started, just your usual reminder, this is all brought to you courtesy of Sprott Money. You can find them at SprottMoney.com, where there's always great deals on physical metal that you can stack, you can have shipped to you, you can have them store it for you. If you're in the market for physical metal, and why wouldn't you be, given the craziness of the world, uh, always check out SprottMoney.com. Of course, you can just pick up the phone and give them a call at 888-861-0775. And Joe, before we get started, tell everybody a little bit about Exploration Insights, would you please? Yeah, Exploration Insights is, uh, as you said, like uh, we have a website, um, but it's really a, a weekly publication, a newsletter uh, dedicated to uh, the mining industry, mostly of what I'm buying, selling, themes, like a theme would be now, uh, I'm, I'm at the Precious Metal Summit right now in Beaver Creek, uh, you know, I had about 30 meetings and a lot of that data and insights right now will go into the letter for the weekend and how it impacts stuff in the portfolio potentially coming in the portfolio and other sort of perfading themes right now in the sector. Again, individual companies get discussed as well. And again, I just can't, I, I, again, this is, look, I do this for a living, but there's only so many things I can keep track of. And so there are some people that I trust and value. And I would encourage everybody listening, if you want to fiddle around with the mining shares, um, get some help. So anyway, uh, Joe, get some help. That sounds like check yourself into the nut house. Don't um, do it. Just get some help. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably even better. But get get some professional help. Seek some professional help from people like I, I don't think that helps much. <laughs> um, well, all right, my friend, let's dive in. I, I got I got a couple of uh, main topics I want to discuss over the next few minutes. One thing that caught my eye earlier this week, though, and I want to get your your thoughts on it. Um, U.S. mining in the in our jurisdiction down here south of the canadian border has been kind of governed by a 150 year old law called the 1872 mining act um that allows you know some mining in some areas some mining in others you know, there's some really nice grandfathered properties you know that sort of thing well you know we're a little short of revenue to fund our ongoing uh, deficits and debt down here. So everything's at play. And there have been some trial balloons floated that maybe that mining act should be amended. Now, it's probably not going to happen as long as the Republicans 
control the House of Representatives. They don't want it to happen. But, you know, geez, there's another election in a in a little over a year. Uh, what do you make of this Mining Act and how might that change or impact uh, mining in the U.S. going forward if it is amended? Well, I mean, it's it's almost typical of a lot of governments right now, especially the U.S., where on one hand, um, and there was a, you know, they, they're talking about encouraging mining and critical mineral space and 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 giving grants out, uh, you know, like the Department of Defense or Department of Energy to processing facilities uh, in the in the U.S. to be built, you know, as a foil to the processing that has built up in China over the last couple of decades. At the same time, what's going to feed these plants if they're actually built? You know, that's got to be something from a mine. Mm -hmm. uh, and in terms of investing in a project, if you, you know, uh, impose more royalties and uh, lower the potential returns, uh, it, it's going to be harder for people to invest in these projects. Like, like you, um, I don't think it's going to pass. And as I've been having a lot of meetings uh, this week, and I've, I've, I've met a lot of companies with assets in the States, it's not something we really talk about. They mention it, but everybody says the same thing like you. It'll never pass. I don't think it'll pass, but there's a lot of old laws in the States that that uh, a lot of people that don't like mining are trying to evoke right now yeah. uh, you know, in terms of, you know, some copper uh, projects in Arizona that, hey, you know, you can't build a processing facility if there's no minerals there. I mean, these aren't little small 100 ton per day operations anymore. These are like 40 to 50,000 ton per day open pits. You can't have the processing facility anywhere near there. So uh, there's got to be some changes uh, in, in these laws uh, to accommodate what's actually happening right now in the mining industry, and especially if they want to go forward and and uh, you know foster a domestic industry that could be you know uh, you know counter uh, what they see as uh, you know uh, competition from from China and other yeah. sources. I do worry though. Um, you know, if we get into a new Congress that's controlled by one party, you know, with the, the same party as president. And all of a sudden we get another commodity bull market and that's making headlines. And all of a sudden, you know, it's like, Hey, we're going to stick it to the money. You, know you know, what's interesting is I, I think almost the government knows that it's problematic to do anything in the U S such that they're going around the world and signing new by, you know, uh, bilateral yeah. agreements to try and get the metals from those countries uh, that they traditionally, I mean, that they don't have free trade agreements for, and potentially push down the processing at those countries, knowing that, you know, it's not China, but maybe we can get it from there, you know, because we, you know, like getting copper and cobalt from the DRC and Zambia, you know, doing, you know, agreements like that, building up processing facilities in other places, or they're doing uh, potentially building a railway from the DRC to the west coast of Angola to try and compete uh, and, and get the access to copper from that part of the world, but not using Chinese infrastructure. Yeah. Boy, interesting going forward, no doubt about it. And again, it's, it's, it's challenging uh, to try to assess the mining shares on your own. Um, and I, I, I know I, I struggle with it myself. And, you know, one of the things that's driven me crazy this year, you know, the, the large producing companies, you know, if you want to measure it by the GDX, about unchanged on the year, you know, and a lot of them, Newmont, Agnigo, Eagle, are all about unchanged as we sit here nine months into the year. But, you know, 
the sustaining the all in sustaining costs and the energy costs, the cost to get it out of the ground and do everything else with it just keeps going up yeah. while the prices are flat. I know you don't uh, really get too excited about the big companies, uh, you know, and you focus a lot on explorers and, and um, juniors and things like that. But how do you, how do you think, a, a, what's the impact of higher energy costs going forward? Does that try to tend to skew you even more towards exploration um, companies or how do you look at that? Well, I mean, my background is mostly big companies and, you know, I, I used to work for Newmont and that. Yeah. So, so uh, and then also if you're looking at M&A and what's going on, yeah. and if you have a junior or a developer, you're concerned about what's going on in the uh, higher tier companies because they those potentially could be the suitors. You know, yeah. what are their cash balances? Are they making any money? What's their equity at? So, yeah, it is good to keep abreast of that. And then I take... I'd like two or three years ago, I did have some uh, precious metal production uh, with respect to uh, uh, companies. I, I I switched that over to royalties when I saw margin compression coming. Uh, and, and now that, uh, you know, I believe Russia and, and also Saudi Arabia have, uh, you know, done these production cuts on oil to try and get the price up. And now it's, you know, back a little while ago, it was, you know, let's say more than a year, almost two years ago, it was negative. But, you know, now it's like uh, gone from 60 bucks to about $80 per barrel. And that will hit uh, uh, gold companies, especially those ones that have big open pits because they still use a lot of diesel. Not all of these things are electrified, even though we'd mm -hmm. like to. Uh, so that that has a there's a risk of of margin compression over the second half uh, of this year because I don't see those production cuts being lifted anytime soon. And the only solution is then a higher price, maybe to get the margins to widen back out. Well, yeah, but that's not how gold works. Uh, gold is yeah, not a marginal cost right. industry. It's not looking at hey to get the next ounce here. No, I, there's a lot of ounces in banks and central banks. The the other issue is, is that most, you know, even though gold is, you know, flat to up slightly uh, year to date and actually not done badly uh, at, in the U S dollar and other currencies has actually done quite well. Mm -hmm. uh, the issue is that, you know, it hasn't gone up as much as their costs have gone up. And, and now, you know, we're seeing higher labor costs as well. Uh, so those things will creep in uh, to the, uh, for companies, yeah. especially those that want to issue dividends or have ca big capital cycles coming. Yeah. All right. And well, you're kind of you they're going to be hit by higher interest rates, so their financing costs also are going to go up. The margin just gets squeezed tighter and tighter, right? Yeah. 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 Well, you've led me into then the one of the other things I wanted to ask you about. Um, uh, on my site, people know that, I mean, I kind of swore off the mining shares in about 2013. And then um, an old employer of mine sent me a, a lump sum distribution for a retirement plan. L luckily, at the end of 2015, I was like, ah, oh, to hell with it. You know, we'll just buy some mining shares and see what happens. One of them that I bought as part of a diversified portfolio, which is a diversified portfolio of miners is kind of an oxymoron, but uh, at least this year. Um, one of them I bought was Franco, Nevada. Yeah. And now here's seven, almost eight years later, that thing's gone from 45 to 145 and seems like it just grinds higher all the time. What is the value? You mentioned royalty companies versus producers in a period of, you know, higher costs and flat metal prices. Uh, but what what is the value of a good royalty company in a portfolio in general versus, you know, as kind of a, 
I, you know, I think of the barbell thing about, you know, in a regular portfolio bonds and equities, you know, and that kind of thing. Is there a barbell for royalties versus minors? Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at, uh, you know, uh, leverage, definitely uh, producers uh, have more leverage uh, to the gold price. Uh, you know, you know, if you, if you have somebody that's only making a dollar an ounce and suddenly making $10 an ounce, you know, that's leverage on the, on the equity side. A royalty company, uh, uh, their their production or, or their revenue is not going to change much. Uh, hence, they're really uh, uh, valuable for people seeking dividends and steady income. You know, as long as it, the bigger, the better. The problem is incrementally for them to grow, it, it gets harder and harder and harder, uh, just like a big mining company. Um, but, but so they're, they do have a bit of leverage. and uh, But it's really, uh, if you don't like you know, just buy gold, uh, a big thing like Franco Nevada is almost as good, you know, or better in some respects, especially if they pay a dividend uh, versus a gold ETF that won't pay you a dividend. Uh, so one of my top picks is actually a junior royalty company. And why do I like them? They have cash flowing royalty. And currently in the space, as you know, it's hard to get anything from the capital markets. So to have your own cash in a time when nobody has anything, it's like, you know, the one-eyed man in the land of blind people. Right. You know, you've got a comparative advantage. And then also they have a royalty on a growing resource owned by a major. And so when you look at royalty companies, royalties have value even when they're not in production. And how do you know they have value? Well, it's it's got a decent amount of resources. It's in a decent jurisdiction. And it's also already operated by the person or the company that will put it into production. All those three things happen for this royalty company. Um, and it's, you know, it's hitting 52-week highs in that. But that's the sort of thing, if you're looking at a royalty company, a junior one, is, is what you want to look at. The royalties that are coming up, who owns them? Uh, where are they? And what's the potential that they'll come into production? Knowing that they don't have to be in production to get a pretty decent value for them. And in a way, I guess then maybe the royalty companies helps to kind of zig when the rest of your mining portfolio is zagging. A little yeah, bit. but be 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 cautious because the royalty companies, some of them who don't evaluate projects well, uh. might get a very marginal development project that when the gold price goes down will never get developed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, and you know, you know, it'll never get bought either. The beauty of a royalty is when you might do it with a junior, you take a little bit of equity, you keep the royalty, you give them the project, like as in a project generator, and you keep the royalty. But then that asset gets bought by somebody else. Then they're the ultimate, uh, um, let's say, developer of it. You have had that royalty, but now that royalty, without you doing anything, has just gone up because it's been significantly de risked. It's gone from a company that has, you know, significant capital financing risk to one that doesn't. Yeah. And the ability for this company to put into production is much higher. But again, all that gets valued embedded in the royalty without it actually even going into production. Yeah. All right. You know, another hot topic here in September of 2023 is uranium. I, I think this month it's up maybe 10 yeah. uh, percent, bouncing up at 65, 66 dollars a pound. Um, do you follow that sector as well? Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've been following uh, Uranium and I just sort of like picked one company with leverage with a lot of resources in situ that requires a higher price. So it's a bit of a leverage story. Um, 
And also in the background, you know how hard it is to permit a processing facility. They've got a processing facility that's already permitted and are just waiting for the price to go over uh, $55 a pound to bring some production in over 65 to 70 more production would come in and that sort of thing. So you can get leverage in terms of growth that way. Mm-hmm. And in the interim, when uranium wasn't very good, that processing facility has helped them do other things in critical minerals like vanadium and rare earths. That's something that I'm sure you keep an eye on some of those companies in, in your uh, newsletter too. Yeah, I mean, when I was in Brazil, you know, uh, because as as you probably know and your audience knows, you know, a lot of the rare earths uh, are mined and processed in China. So in terms of criticality, rare earths are almost the the critical of the critical. Uh, and so a lot of money is being put out not only for development processing, but also exploration. And, uh, you know, one of the companies I saw at Rick Rules Conference in um June or July, I can't remember now, in Boca Raton was was basically ion, an ionic clay rare earth deposit in Brazil when originally the company was looking for gold. And, and so that ability to pivot on prospective ground is what a lot of juniors are doing because, you know, your access to capital is somehow dictated by the commodity you're searching or developing. Yeah. Well, all right, Brent. Or Brent, geez. Joe. Oh, my God. Geez, I see that sign behind you, and I just see that's just a senior moment. I'm anyway. Tell Brent hello for me. Anyway, Joe. Um, hey, I, I would uh, if anything, maybe just ask you on the way out. You obviously you guys do great work, and um, uh, in keeping track of the sector, perhaps I've been waiting all year for a rally with a Fed pivot and that kind of stuff. We might. Get that to happen. We might get some focus back on the sector and some flows of funds coming in. I don't know. You want to throw us a bone or two that you know that you're hot off after at this point that might people might follow to uh, pique their interest in exploration insights. Well, I mean, in terms of grassroots exploration, one that we have in Nevada, a prospect generator that we added uh, the the latter part of last year is called Headwater Gold. And they have a bunch of projects in Nevada. I visited them in Idaho and along the Oregon border. Um, and it's uh, epithermal uh, gold and silver. And they've done a significant deal with Newcrest, such as the major is funding mm-hmm. their work. And mm-hmm. they're doing the work, so they control the news flow. Uh, and they've got a pretty big uh, drill program coming. You know, in, in terms of exploration, what I'm trying to look for is companies that in this environment are still drilling. And that way, still in this environment, if you hit a good hole, the market will take notice. And so, but if nobody's, if they're not doing anything, it's harder to get excited. Yeah. Isn't that kind of a give and take, you know, you got to keep the drills spinning. So you need the cash to do it. And so often they've got to go to, you know, we'll get a private placement to get more cash or maybe something with a, a royalty company, you know, sell off some future income to get cash. Have to keep those, you know, to juggle those balls, I would think. Yeah, I mean, as 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 somebody who owns, you know, quite a few different uh, exploration stories is is I want to be excited about news flow coming. I don't want to just have it be mundane. Oh, hey, here's yeah. the quarterly. Oh, you still have working capital. Oh, great. You've reduced your GNA. You know, we'll keep the oxygen going for another six months. I, you know, I want to say, oh, wow, you know, that drill result. You know, I really want to see what that comes from this prospect. And that's really what drives me. I, you know, geological risk is not the issue. That's what we take the punt on. 
what we don't want is all that other risk um, yeah. uh, that hopefully management can mitigate. And so, again, it comes back down to people as well as the rocks. Yep. Yep. You got to know the people too. That absolutely right. We're always talking about the people, the team, if they've done it before, the jurisdiction, you know, why are you looking for gold and silver there? Why, you know, it's the old line about why do you go rob a bank? Well, that's where the money is, right? Yeah. And, and then also you want that person, you know, you might have a person with 25, 30 years experience in, let's say, looking for gold. And then suddenly they're doing rare earths. He goes, well, hang on a second. Yeah. What do you know that, you know, so you, you do want to align people with what they're doing mm-hmm. and also jurisdictionally they know how to operate in that particular country mm-hmm. uh, because that again will mitigate your risk again adding value to what you do I, obviously i'm a big fan again every, explorationinsights.com when they get there well they're going to find some testo- testimonials they're going to find uh ways to subscribe right absolutely and uh, there's some free stuff as well uh, I went down to Brazil and did a, a thing on lithium geology deposits and metallurgy. That presentation's available as well. And there's something on uh, critical minerals that's uh, that, that's there. And any recent interviews like this one will will be on there as well. Great stuff, Joe. And again, I just remind everybody, it's all brought to you by SprottMoney.com, whether it's the uh, the monthly precious metals projections with Christopher Mullen that I do, or you know, we're going to have the uh, monthly wrap up here in a couple of weeks. Just keep Sprott Money in mind. Thank them for putting this content out there for you. The least you can do is give them a like or a subscribe on whatever channel you're watching. That, that even Believe it or not, that actually helps. But then check out their website. Anytime you're in the market for precious metal, doesn't matter if you're in Canada, the US, SprottMoney.com should be on the list of sites you check because you'll always find great prices there, great prices on storage too. Joe Mazumdar, explorationinsights.com. Joe, thank you so much for joining me this month. I really, really learned a lot. I thank you very much. Great. Thanks a lot, Craig. From all of us here at Sprott Money News, SprottMoney.com. Thanks for watching. Keep checking this channel. We'll have some more content for you later on this month.